I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure that Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! You know I'm looking at you this week because you... Do you have a chip-chip-a-roo for us this week, Skylar? It's hard, isn't it? Okay. Ready? Yeah. All right. I'm so excited. Ooh, I need your love, babe, and a chip chip Oh, that was <laughs> worth it. I'll have everybody know that Max X made my first um, chip chip attempt, and I now have a even further complicated relationship with chip chip You're angry. You're mad at the chip chip Yeah, and you. Well, I'll take them from now on. But I thought that was a wonderful one. I Thank love you. eight days a week. I love a little Beatles. We've done the Beatles on here before as a chip chipperoo. Well uh, done, Skylar. Great band. Great band. Good band or great band. Great band. Yeah. If yeah. you watch Succession, you know where that question came from. Chip chipperoo, everyone. It's so nice to be back with you here, whispering into a microphone with the love of my life, Skylar. We have a little something to do before we get into anything at all, Skylar. I know what it is. What is it? We need to burger pun some new patron names. Absolutely. We have some new subscribers on Patreon, and we have to say thank you, and we have to change your names officially. So, let's this get started like here. This is getting a wand in Harry Potter. Yes. <laughs> it's like it's a very official yes. thing, the, the or the sorting hat. The name chooses you. The pun, <laughs> the burger pun name chooses you. I love it. First up is Faith Kinonis. You will be known moving forward as the Faith Quinoa Ness Burger. Yum. Oh, a little quinoa on my burger. Have you ever had crispy quinoa? Oh my god! On a salad, yeah, but like delicious. You kind of you just fry cooked quinoa in a pan and then crumble it on your salad. But like, put it on a burger for some crunch. Oh, that Yum. sounds fantastic! Yeah, um, thank you, Faith. We're so excited to have you along for the ride. Thank you, Faith. You ready for our next one? Yes. Thank you to one of my favorite names we've had so far, Cloudy. 
Lovely. That matches my name or my nickname. Sky. Oh, I was like, uh, I was like, what? what's, what's your, your nickname? I was like, what do I call you? Like Giggly Poo or something? And uh, <laughs> I don't call you Giggly Poo. Um, Cloudy, thank you so much. We have enjoyed interacting with you on Discord. We see you all the time in there. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for becoming a member of our little community over there. And your name moving forward is the Cloud Deboned Porkloin Burger. Oh, cool. Like a fancy burger. Yeah. It's a deboned pork loin. Super fancy. Oh, it's a pork burger. Yes. Got it. A pork loin a pork loin burger. Got it. Got it. Wow, this is a bit if I've ever heard it one. It could be okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to the both of you. I, Thank you, Faith it, and Cloudy. We are so grateful for you. It means the world to us. If um you're listening and you want to have your name a burger pond on the show. All you got to do is subscribe to our $5 tier on Patreon, patreon.com slash Bob's Credits. That's not all you get, Skylar. What else do you get there? You get exclusive episodes. We're having so much fun. You get discount, discounted merch. You get community on Discord. We're chatting in there every day. Come join us. It's fun. Should we get into uh, what we need to get into here? Let's do it. Should we play a little Bob pun or Max pun? Oh, God. I think we need it to salvage this. Okay. By this, I mean relationship. Just kidding. I meant the podcast. <laughs> I was reading my next, my first pun, and then I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I would have had a better reaction if I was actually paying attention. <laughs> this is why this relationship is on the rocks. Speaking of rocks, this one rhymes with it. <laughs> that was an amazing segue. Let's go. The Sandra Blocks and Bagel Burger. <laughs> this is great. Are these all rom-com actresses? No. I'm going to say Max. Yes. Okay. Your next pun is, Papaya was a Rolling Stone burger. Max. Bob. Darn. Your next pun is, the Banana Montana burger. Max. Yes. It's a lot of fruit burgers. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, you're right. We had we had fish a fish burger kind of yeah uh-huh. a fish burger and then yeah two fruit burgers followed by a root vegetable burger the knife to beat you burger with thinly sliced beets ooh Bob yes okay oh I wasn't sure about that one I feel like with thinly sliced beets beets gave it away am I correct no. Okay. I, it was just like such a like generic, straightforward pun. It just like could have gone either way. Yeah. I like to do a Sandra Bullock's and Bagel mm-hmm. type burger. And it's, sometimes Bob's are like I want a lo- askew. I want Lox and Bagels now. And how, how does, are there any delis that have a Sandra Bullock's and Bagel? Oh, we should t- tell Wexler's. If you look at any top LA bagel list, Wexler's will be on there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sure we'll just walk in and just, hey, you guys should have a Sandra Bullock's They They do puns bagel. and like fun stuff like that. Should we talk about this episode? Yeah, let's do it. Skylar, can we have the title and synopsis for season five, episode 20? We're getting towards the end here. Hit me with it. First, I have to say that I'm sad that we're ending season five. I feel like season five is such 
I'm as just a viewer who loves TV, I'm, I get like a little scared. I'm like, oh, my God, are we going out of the prime of Bob's Burgers? I don't think that's the case, but I really do feel like that like after season five TV shows can go anywhere. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's been such a good season and we've been in it for so long now, it feels like. Yeah. And the podcast has grown so much in season five. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of like sad to be coming to the end of it. We haven't discussed it yet, but Skylar and I might take a little hiatus before we dive into season six. Who knows? Yeah. But if that's the case, we'll still be putting out bonus episodes on Patreon during that time. Yep. Patreon.com slash Bob's credits. If you need more of us and we are just kind of on a little hiatus just to take a little break, but we're not sure about that yet. Maybe we'll miss it too much. And Skylar and I can be workaholics sometimes, so... Yeah. Especially when it's fun work like this. Okay, let's hit, hit, hit us with it. All right. This episode is called Hawk and Chick. When Bob and Louise meet their most beloved celebrity, Kojima from the Japanese film series Hawk and Chick, they befriend him and decide to help him reunite with his daughter and former co-star Yuki. A film festival will do just the trick. Bob and Louise are sure of it. And after everything that could possibly go wrong goes wrong, it does work. Father and Daughter Joy at its finest. This episode came out on May 17th, 2015. It was written by Rich Winaldi and directed by Tyree Dillahay. Thoughts on the episode? Immediate thoughts, not that we just watched it. Immediate thoughts as that synopsis was just read so beautifully. So this is one of the episodes, like sometimes we'll be like, I totally forgot about this episode. This is one that will always stick out in my head to me. And I think, I think it's really special and different. Yeah. I think why it sticks out is because it's one of those ones that introduces you to new characters in the world. Yes. Or I, I, we've, we've heard, seen Hawk and Chick before, right? Like the, no, them watching I, it? I don't think so. This is the first one. Yeah. This is an episode that introduces you to like new characters in the world and has like a focal point where they're like centered in the narrative. Yes. Um, even though, you know, the Bob's crew is there. And those are hit or miss for me. Right. Actually, we've been watching a lot of Lost recently. Oh, I and bet they couldn't tell. <laughs> they'll try and like introduce characters mid-season and sometimes it work works and sometimes it doesn't like it does take a risk to have the focal point everyone who watches lost is like nikki and paolo yeah (laughs) the bobs creators taking a risk on centering this reunion on two people we've never met in the world before is big but i think it pays off mainly because i think what really grounds this episode louise and bob a hundred percent and that also makes what I love about this episode, I love Bob and Louise's relationship so much that the episode could be about anything if it's focused on their relationship, and I love it. Something that I really love about the episode is Louise's naivete, because we often forget Louise is a little girl, and now we really know because she really does not understand why working with your dad wouldn't be the coolest thing ever. And she really doesn't understand how family estrangements could happen. And I found that so endearing. I agree. I actually didn't even think about that, but that 
is an incredible way to look at it. Yeah, and she gets it in she's, kind of the last scenes. So she grows up a little bit in this episode. Yeah, it's she's she's wonderful. a little kid like Chick was when she mm-hmm. was probably enjoying shooting with her father and stuff or working with her father, but things change and families are difficult and you grow apart sometimes and there's rifts and we never really understood what happened. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's important. You don't have to know. You can important. kind of put the pieces together yourself. Right. Being a child actor is never going to be an easy scenario, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I do like that they were able to reunite them. Me too. As Lauren Bouchard said on the, uh, that podcast episode, this is a hopeful show. And that's why, you know, I loved the ending to this one. I also... I just really appreciate Bob's Burgers introducing me to an aspect of Japanese culture that I don't know a lot of, a lot about, which is manga, which is this, you know, you, you see it in the film. It's this type of graphic novel illustration. Mm -hmm. So I really, really appreciated that. And like seeing all these elaborate, beautiful costumes in the Bob style was like really visually different from Bob's Burgers and really rich to me. Yeah, and we'll see that in the end credits. Yeah, you no know, spoiler alert, but there's plenty of that. And yeah, I love when you know, um, and we know this from some of the behind the scenes stuff that we might play in a little bit that they do their due diligence when it comes to like things like other cultures or yes. you know. I feel like this is like organically going into my fun facts. Should, okay, I, should yeah. I start? No, we love it. If you can do it, a segue that is natural as opposed to like smooth as butter. Uh, speaking of biscuits, tail. I've got a tail of oh, two that, that's fun facts. Very. That's good. That's very smooth. But we were not talking about biscuits. I know. Tail. I'm just. I was looking Hi, at biscuit, and his sweetie. tail was there, and oh, he's oh, so cute. My oh, he's getting the belly rub now. So, I found this very interesting. The Bob's Burgers world, you know, cast, crew, writer, showrunner, they have their favorite actors that they like to work with, which you can kind of see because they're all kind of connected somehow. We see the same actors coming back again and again to voice different people. But it was really important them important to them to cast a Japanese actor for the role of Kojima. And so they got their casting director in and they opened up their world and started, you know, auditioning people that they've never worked with before. And so eventually they cast Keisuke Hawashi and he is the best. He also commented on our Instagram. He's very, he's very active online. He's super friendly. He's, He's the best. super passionate about this character and this episode. Yes, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. So um, he said that this role was like a dream come true because he says he's an anime fiend. And also his dad used to be a manga artist in Japan. That's incredible. I also saw on fandom, I was too nervous to reach out to Keisuke and ask him this myself. But it did say on fandom that he actually lost his father right before going into audition for this. So if that's maybe I'll I'll work up a nerve and put on my journalist hat and try and confirm that for all of you. But I 
I think what a beautiful way to bring um, other cultures and other histories into the show. And also like a, a father-kid relationship. Yes. It's, yeah. Yes. Wow. Okay, let's- and, and you know what? Sometimes that translates when you get a voice actor- who is this passionate, who has this background, who mm-hmm, has this story, mm-hmm. it translates into the character so much better than if you just get a, you know, random person to just do a line or two, you know? Well, Does that make sense? Like, you yeah. can tell it's it, voice acting is just like regular acting and that you, there's all different levels of it. Yeah. And it's, you kind of, you bring what you know into it and what you've experienced into it. And someone who's experienced certain things will bring something differently than someone who hasn't. And here's the thing. What's different from movie writing to TV writing is that TV writing is a collaborative process. And when you get more brains and more minds together, I think you do get more like layered rich pieces. So I'm sure KSK brought so much to this character. The writer said that he just jumped in and he could improv with the cast. He was like right there. And something I love so much is that... He respects Bob's Burgers so much, which I don't think every actor can jump on to an animated comedic series and respect it like this. He gets how brilliant all the jokes are, and it really shows when he speaks about the show. Just a good pairing. That's great. Yeah. I I love hearing it. So um, I kind of did this backwards. I should have said that Hawk and Chick is based on a Japanese manga series uh, or graphic novels called, um, I'm sure everybody knows this, but it's new to me. I'm learning. Skylar, um, you know what? It's so funny. I've never, I feel like anime got really popular, at least in the States, when in the 90s when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. And I just never jumped on board, but I think it got even more popular Kind of in this new internet age, yeah, and this new streaming age. Because oh, now there's yes. just like there's so much more. There's so many more ways for kids and adults mm-hmm. to absorb it, and well, it's so popular. I see so much of it on Netflix, and I don't. Exactly. I don't even know where to. If anyone wants to reach out to us and let us know where to, a good place to start for like, and I'd yeah. love to check some more out and and learn about it. And is. Totoro, not Totoro, what's it called? They've parodied it in Bob's at oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Is my, that Japanese? My, oh, yeah. The Studio Ghibli movies are Japanese. The, um, what are they called? Studio Ghibli is the... It's uh, No, I, it's not the franchise I'm talking about. My Neighbor Totoro? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Studio, Studio Ghibli is like the... The um, production company that got does it, all those it. movies like Spirited Away and so Princess Mononoke. in this cast... Is like an anime, not cast in this crew or on, someone on the right in the writing staff is has I, an appreciation. I assume it's Rich Rinaldi. It's, you think it, it feels yeah to write a whole episode about it. I would assume that. But just because you write the episode doesn't mean you pitch the episode. True, but it feels like they would want someone who like really yeah he feels loves like and he knows t- a lot, takes but ownership of this a lot, but. I mean, I know I'm familiar with the Studio Ghibli movies, but like an- anime and it's such beautiful animation that I would think like if you're an animator at all in any kind of yeah, format, like, you would be like into it. Like you'd be yeah. obsessed or you'd want to know more about it. You'd like yeah, just be enamored by it. So um, Hawk and Chick is based on Lone Wolf 
and Cub. So this is, as Bob's does so well, this is a direct parody on something that already exists. That's what people refer to me in this, in our neighborhood when I'm walking Biscuit, by the way. Lone Wolf. It's Lone Wolf and Cub. Because <laughs> you have that mysterious quality. Yeah. It's, you, or it's because you have It's your not when you're with in. us. It's it's when just me yeah. and Biscuit are making the rounds. And when do I you walk be alone. Biscuit by yourself? Never. <laughs> okay. But people think it. They They're like, it. if she wasn't around, that would be Lone Wolf and Cub. <laughs> Okay, I'm trying to tell you about Lone Wolf and Cub. Tell me. It's been adapted into many things, but exactly um, like Hawk and Chick, it's a bunch of different films. I think like six or something. And basically the premise is that this father who is forced into becoming an assassin and shamed by this um, group of people, I don't know. I, don't, I think they call it a clan. Um, he needs to get revenge on them. And so him with his three-year-old son in tow tries to get vengeance. Three years old. Three years old. I mean, yeah, you saw the basket. Yeah. Yeah. So a direct parody, but we make it a little bit more female so Louise can identify. Oh, my gosh. When they are sitting on the sofa and... It's a flashback of them watching Hawk and Chick, and Louise is like, oh, my God, Dad. Like, so earnestly. She's like, is this us? So cute. It's so cute. One other really cute part about the episode, too, is when Jean and Tina are handing out flyers, and they have their hair in, like, the samurai style. Oh, yes. <laughs> the samurai hairstyle. They both have, like, little, like, uh, tails, tails or whatever. They, yeah. Anywho, um, so we have to look at this in the credits, okay? Apparently, Larry Murphy is credited as playing Teddy in this episode, but Teddy does not appear. Interesting. Was he cut? Could be. I feel like he would fit so in to this episode. But Larry Murphy does, however, voice the manager at Top Hat Cinema. Would you like to hear some of the movies that are playing at Top Hat Cinema? Oh, I would love to. I know which one I would go see, but I want to hear which one you would go see. Deal. My Life as a Person. Mm-hmm. A Dirty Place. Mm-hmm. The Messenger Who Got Killed. Mm-hmm. A Beautiful Robot. It's kind of like her. <laughs> yeah. Song of the Fishwife. Tuesday in Tuscany. Oh, that's yours. That's mine. <laughs> um, Total Urgency. Oh, that's mine. Ugh. <laughs> We'll go to that double feature. No, I'm not going to see Total Urgency with you. You're going to have to if you want me to see Tuesdays in Tuscany. What if it's just like a whole plot about someone needing to pee really bad? Total Urgency. Even better. <laughs> like a bro comedy. Even, oh my God. Yeah. You just gotta, it's, like, <laughs> it's like that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer has to go to the bathroom and he can't get any, in anywhere. <sighs> yeah. It, it's, a, it's a universal topic. Great movie names. So the Hawk and Chick Collectors box set that is being advertised over the end credits, which we're going to go through, obviously, is distributed by Hastings Classics, which most likely is named after um, employee of the show, Rachel Hastings. Oh. I don't know what she does, but I mean, you can look it up if you want. Me or people listening? Universal you. Oh, got and it. And you. Let's all look it up together, everyone. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we get into the end credits, we do have some deleted scenes that we could play for our fans if they like it. I'm sure they would. Let's do it. Okay. Here is scene one. Linda's heart would shatter into a million pieces if she ever saw this. So that's why they probably deleted it because they didn't want Linda to <laughs> see it. They didn't want a fictional character to see to it. See it. They, I mean, I wouldn't want to upset Linda and I know she's not real. I know. Sorry. Sorry to those of you out there who are Sorry. totally like Santa yeah. Claus to Linda in your life. But <laughs> Linda's the Santa Claus. Of- yeah. All right. So um, it's a very sweet father-daughter moment. Let's take a look. You believe Yuki just bailed on her dad? I mean, they could have kept making movie after movie. Well, I kind of get it. I mean, I worked with my dad for years, and it was mostly terrible. Plus, it sounds like she wanted to live with her mom. Dad, I promise when mom leaves you, I'll choose you. Thanks, Louise. It's like how you and I talk about who gets biscuit when we split up. Don't bring that up. Uh, I get Biscuit. We're Lone Wolf and Cub. In your head, no one has ever called you that. Yeah, people start calling me Lone Wolf and Cub. You're going to have to call start biscuit walking cub. Biscuit in the mornings, and then you can be Lone Wolf and Cub. I'm going to Photoshop Biscuit and I and Hawk and Chick, and then call it Lone Wolf and Cub. Listen, Max and I, this is how we got Biscuit. I decided I wanted a dog. I was too young and too irresponsible, but I wanted a freaking dog. And so I decided I was going to get a dog. Max and I were newly dating. Fast forward two years, and then I actually do get a dog. And we. I actually get a dog. Like We. <laughs> and it happens to be when Max and I are moving in together. So it does turn into our dog. We moved in together because we knew we were getting the dog. 
I know. That's how Max's house proposed to me. We were walking to coffee one morning, and he said, I think Biscuit might need just one apartment to live in. Maybe we should move in together. I mean, come on. That is sweet. Adorbs. I'll never forget that day. But Max also, he wasn't a commitment phobe, but he was adamant that he never wanted to get married and would shut down anytime I tried to talk about it. So I'm freaking out because I'm I'm like, Max, I think we need to have a contract about what happens to the dog if we break up, right? And... Max shut me down every time I had that conversation with him to this day, five years later. Because everyone knows I get him, and that's that. This is what he does every single time. This is how he jokes his way out of it. The solution is to just stay together so we don't have to worry about it. Boom. Okay. Bam. Boom. Boom, bing, bam. There we go. I want to say, we went on a long tangent, but I want to say that these these deleted scenes, by the way, we always um, add a link to these behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. episodes whenever we can. In the show notes, they're fun to watch because they're not fully animated. They're just like kind of like choppy animation. And in the in this one with Louise and Bob, their mouths aren't moving. It's just open mouth. It's so funny to watch. It's so funny to watch, but then I also get it. Like unless a, you are a hundred percent sure a scene is going to make it into the episode, like you don't probably want to animate dialogue. Of course, of course, the fact that I even have to do it at to, all up to this, yeah. yeah. It's really fun to watch. It's it's a very how the sausage gets made look. Should we get into the end credits? Because we're going to have to do some yeah. serious dissecting. These are these are intense end credits. Yes. A lot happens. Okay. The last moments before the end credits is Yuki and Kojima have officially reunited and hugged. And Bob realizes the kids have not been doing their homework. I love this. It's such a wink at like TV shows because... TV shows never show the actual, like in Euphoria, I'm just like, when do you do your homework? Like when? Yeah. And I feel like uh, a few Bob's episodes have kind of ended with Bob being like, hey, shouldn't you kids be doing like kid thing, like school things or like homework or something? So it's funny to have this moment right before the end credits. So I should get your kids home, right? What time is it? It's after midnight. Is it a school night? Yes, and I have a big test tomorrow. It's like half my grade. Oh, sorry. Hastings Classics proudly presents the Hawk and Chick Collectors. Sorry, we're going to have to cut off the audio because we're going through images as well. And there's a lot going on. So the end of the episode um what do you call that that little like um the circle coming in and oh yeah what do you call that we're both film stu- students and we don't, I don't know. know a fade out <laughs> i don't know you know it's like old timey circle closes in as they walk down the road to their new forward life yeah and so we hear this kind of hawk and chick theme and what's going on in the credits so first we get kind of a landscape shot which is a beautiful bridge over water and lush trees in the background yeah the credits are now bottom half yeah there's images are on top half credits are on the bottom half as opposed to the other left side of the screen and right side of the screen and we get hawk and chick walking on that bridge or hawk walking on the bridge with chick in the basket that's so cute she's like a little chickadee and we get bob it is Bob's voice, right? I don't know if it's supposed to be Bob or if they're just like H. John Benjamin has the best like movie voice, so let's just have him do his voice. I feel like you can't 
Bob is so pivotal to this episode. I feel like you can't just use his voice. Yeah, it's. And I'd just, say it's Bob doing the... Yeah, and so that kind of... Part of me wonders if this is like a Louise and Bob project or something, because you know they were doing you know, their own voiceover. That must be what it is. You know what? It must be like it's supposed to be... There is a Japanese voice that does it normally. Right. Bob is over is dubbing it his version. Yeah. They're yeah. like, we did a whole film. Yeah. We should do this. That makes sense to me. I love that. So what's the next shot after that long bridge? Hold on. I just had one little thing. <laughs> so Chick's face. They have, I think that they really tried to put some Louise accents in. Oh, sure. I really think they do. And it kind of... You just really get this feeling that this is a soul sister for Louise in a way. Do you get that feeling at yeah, all? Yeah, and Chick is super cute. Such a cute character, just like Louise is cute. Yeah. Okay, so what's the next shot we see after that long bridge landscape? We see a close-up profile of Rising Hawk. By the way, that was supposed to be the title of this series, but it uh, went to Hawk and Chick. And he's holding his samurai sword in front of him. Chick is in her basket on his back. And this might be my favorite shot of, or illustration of these series. There are lush green trees, mountains in the background. And then my favorite part is this yellow orange sunset. It's like golden hour. I think this is beautiful. It's it's incredible. Like it's, it's such beautiful, beautiful animation. I do have to say at the end of the Hawk and Chick film, as they are walking into the distance in a sunset, I was also like, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Yeah. The animation in this episode is just incredible. Let's move on here. This box set, all 14 films featuring the most celebrated father-daughter traveling barber samurais in the history of Japanese cinema. Okay. This is I so guess- Bob doing his best serious movie voice yeah so as we heard him say all that stuff that shot of hawk and chick the close-up he kind of turns so we we can't see him anymore but chick is facing us Mm because she's on his back and she's looking up at something commenting only to have him yeah their mouths are moving but you can't hear their dialogue yeah only to have him turn around and see that like this tree Tree monster. monster is about to attack them another gorgeous sunset yeah and then there's this really cool shot of hawk prepping to attack the tree monster and he pulls the samurai sword kind of directly down the middle of his face he doesn't not the blade edge oh my gosh we watched scream whatever last night oh the new scream was it was really good yeah if you haven't seen it yet go see it especially if you're a fan of the original but there was a knife pulled directly up someone so yeah Thanks for clarifying. The next image we have, they're in kind of like this little village. Mm -hmm. And they're both fighting this scorpion monster. The scorpion monster has another person in its claw. And they're just kind of like chopping away at the legs of the scorpion monster. Love it. And then the scorpion monster turns into... One, two, three, four, five. A six-headed Japanese woman? Yeah, kind of like a geisha, I guess. I'm not I'm not sure. It does look like there I, is I makeup yeah, in that style. It might be a man. I don't I'm not sure. It's kind of in the same position that the um scorpion was in, mm-hmm. and it's got two samurai swords in its hands, and one of the 
Samurai Swords has a person impaled on it <laughs> as Hawk and Chick continue to like kind of like hack away at this monster. All their epic battles have been digitally remastered. The toughest. So we get one last monster that they're hacking away at. It looks like kind of like a, a moth monster. Or a or butterfly, because that looks like a cocoon. You're right. Or... And the, the poor person that's been captured by this monster in every one of these images is wrapped up in a cocoon, and it's holding its, the person over its head while these hawk and chick hack away at it. They don't look like they're doing much damage. No, it's really funny. <laughs> and then it cuts to a scene of, it looks like... Um, Hawk and Chick are cutting the hair of this person that they had been trying to save. Well, that's the mayor, I believe. Oh, is it? Yeah. Because- oh, Linda would go crazy. <laughs> she loves the mayor. Yeah, because in one of the movies, well, first of all, Hawk cuts hair. That's his thing. Yes. So he had to cut the mayor's hair or something. I think that at- someone is screaming at me like, that's wrong, but I really think it's right. Okay. Anyway. I'll say it's right. Love you. The toughest job for Hawk wasn't cutting hair or defeating a jellyfish monster. That jellyfish monster is really cool. Yeah, so it's uh, we see him cut the hair, and then we see uh, a zoom in on the jellyfish monster, followed by a shot from like the jelly monster jellyfish monster's POV of Hawk and Chick getting ready to battle it. It was raising a daughter by himself. (laughs) What happened? Why are you awing? First of all. That was Louise's body language to a T. So Hawk clearly spots some schmutz on Chick, on her cheek. And so he licks his thumb. And uh, I imagine your mom did this to you as a child. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Parents always do it. It's so gross. Um, And tries to get the the dirt or whatever off her face. And she does this Louise flailing arms like, get off me, dad. Yeah, you're going to embarrass me in front of the jellyfish monster. (laughs) Yeah. And then we get that bridge shot again at a different time of day. A lot greener, a little bit more blue skies. new day, maybe. Order today. Take the Hawk and Chick box at home to your village. Do we want to just let it play through and listen to the dialogue? Totally. Um, so that, that, yeah, that's the last shot we see is them walking the other way across the bridge. I guess I'd say like maybe the the sun in the morning was the sunrise and they were starting their day and this was the mm-hmm. end of the day. They're walking home. Yeah. After a I long like day of battling monsters. I love that. Um, but yeah, let's listen to the whole thing real quick. Hastings Classics proudly presents the Hawk and Chick Collector's Box Set. All 14 films featuring the most celebrated father-daughter traveling barber samurais in the history of Japanese cinema. All their epic battles have been digitally remastered. The toughest job for Hawk wasn't cutting hair or defeating a jellyfish monster. It was raising a daughter by himself. Order today. Take the Hawk and Chick box at home to your village. Okay, so we did lose something by not talking about the audio uh-huh. as it went. Watching that now, I really get the sense that this is kind of a fan-made trailer that Bob is going to upload to YouTube. He's matched all of the dialogue perfectly to the imagery. So when he talks about all their epic battles, that's when we get monster after monster after monster. And then when he talks about, you know, his hardest job was raising a daughter, we get that very intimate, cute scene. I think Bob was wired after this screening. 
And he forced his kids to go to bed because they have to go to school. And then he got, I don't even know if they, yeah, they have a laptop somewhere. (laughs) Then he got out Gene's microphone and recorded this. And I think he thinks it's his tour de force. Wow. That's incredible. Good for Bob. What do you think would get more views on YouTube? This video that Bob edited or Eddie's hammer Natalie Merchant song? As much as I love Teddy, yeah, Eddie, who the hell, cousin, cousin Cousin Eddie, Eddie. Uh, Teddy. Um, As much as I love Teddy's video, I think this has built-in fandom, and that's why Bob's would would probably really take off. To be honest, it is a great fan edit, and in my humble opinion, okay, we got one thing wrong at the beginning. It's those blue skies. We're not at sunset yet. Oh, okay. Um, So just the close-up is the sunset or sunrise, whatever that. Okay. Yeah. Got it. The music, I also want to say, is incredible. I yes. love the music so much. The highlights, lowlights, before we score. I was very disappointed that in the behind-the-scenes video, which, by the way, that is our last behind-the-scenes video, they stopped producing that series after this, Yeah, which I'm very bummed about. Yeah. The highlight for me was the imagery, the beautiful art. The music, like I said. The music. The music's so good. And I think Bob actually did a really good job of describing this series. Um, like, I love that part when he's like, talks about his hardest job wasn't fighting monsters. It was raising a daughter. I just <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. I guess I, I have one low light, which mm-hmm. I'll get into when we score. Mm-hmm. But it's so minor. Do you want to score them? Yeah, give me your low light, though. Okay. I'm going to give it when, we, when I score. I'll tell okay. you why. Okay. We score on a scale of one to 10 H's at the mm-hmm. end of Tina's uh. You go ahead and then I'll tell you. I'm going to give it a 9.5. I'm going to give it a 9.9999999. Wow. <laughs> because the only reason I'm taking it, because of one, this animation is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Two, these credits can kind of stand on their own. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. even have to watch the episode. The music's incredible. I I just love seeing this kind of like homage to a completely different style of animation, mm-hmm. but staying true to the Bob's animation yes. too, which has got to be so hard to do. Really? Yeah. Very good point. And that the only little tiny percentage I take down is because I really miss the Bob's characters. Even though we have Bob's voice, I miss like, what if they did everything Hawk and Chick, but it was Bob and Louise would have yeah. been so cute to me. Yeah. Not to take away from Hawk and Chick themselves, they're great characters, you know, but it would have been so cool if it was all this style, but Bob and Louise were there doing all that stuff. I know. That would be really, really cool. Or to have them like acting out a scene together. I just miss them. That's all. Otherwise, these credits are perfection. They're so incredible. They're so fun to watch. Like pause, play, pause, play, pause, play, because there's so much detail. There's like this money shot. Where we see their profile, and then the camera kind of pans around them, and then you get Yuki right there. And I thought I was watching a freaking movie, yeah, you know? It's, it, they're pretty incredible. Yeah. But here's the thing. They took the opportunity to really honor. The, they, you know, I agree. And so I do miss the family. I don't, you know, we just had that awe moment. This was such a uh, Louise and Bob episode that we don't end on that note of them being together. But yeah, so I, I hear you and agree with you. But then 
kind of think they did the right thing here. Yeah. So that's it. Those are the end credits to Hawk and Chick. Um, again, we're rapidly approaching the end of season five, which we're sad about. But thank you, everyone, for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Bob's Credits. We'll have screen grabs from these end credits sometime this mm-hmm. week because there's so many. We'll just grab some of our favorites. What else? Leave us a review. We, we're we not breaking the Apple podcast algorithm anytime soon. It we does love- help us. But we love reading them, and it means so much to us. Yeah. So please, five-star reviews. Help us out on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you listen to it. I'm sure there's a place to Mm -hmm. review, and it can help us out. I do have to say that we have a very exciting piece of Louise merch that we will be launching very soon. And I did put an homage to Hawk and Chick on it. So start getting excited. I'm super excited. Sign up for our newsletter, too. Yep. There's that's a great place place to kind of like be notified of certain like giveaways and products and giveaways, Bob's news, yeah, um, Bob's movies news, it's, product drops, a little ray of sunshine in your email. Yeah. Anything else you want to say to get anyone out of here? Or should I do it because I made you chip chip? Yes. Yes. Stay samurai swordy. Love it. Okay. Love it. All right, I'm going to go Lone Wolf and Cub with Biscuit. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.